Are you confused about real food and what's healthy and good for the planet? Do you need the facts about local, organic, and sustainable food? Well, get ready to change the way you eat. Get ready for The Appropriate Omnivore with Aaron Zober. Hello, and welcome to The Appropriate Omnivore. I'm your host, Aaron Zober. This is the fourth and final episode in the All About the Beef series. In previous episodes, we focused on the meat itself. But as an appropriate omnivore, I'm about eating every part of the animal. I eat the muscle meats. I eat the organ meats. And then there's the bones that are left over. And those allow us to make wonderful, nutritious, real bone broth. In recent years, many nutrient-dense foods are catching on with the mainstream. One of the most recent and fascinating of these foods to get attention is bone broth, once known as Jewish penicillin and recognized for its healing capabilities by communities such as the Weston A. Price Foundation and the people on the paleo diet, bone broth has exploded with broths available in supermarkets and cafes. Here to talk to me about everything bone broth is Lance Roll, who runs the brothery and is also known as the flavor chef. Lance, it's a pleasure to have you here. Absolutely, Aaron. I'm so excited to be with you today. And um, I remember meeting you at the Weston A. Price Conference. You know, your whole mission to basically expose people to real food and a really critical term you use, nutrient-dense. Nutrient-dense foods, that's what the Western A price is all about. That's what the real food movement's all about. And, you know, um, some people call me the broth guy, the bone broth guy, um, because even at that conference, like, oh, you're the bone broth guy. Yeah, I've been doing this for a while. So um, bone broth, as you know, for the Western A Price Foundation as well, there's nothing new about the benefits of bone broth to the Western A Price Foundation or even many cultures around the globe that um, – have a history of using bone broth in their diet. And uh, so that's pretty much uh, a great thing. It's great that, you know, the New York Times finally got a hold of uh, the bone broth and sort of elevated it to this superfood last year. And, of course, the trend is just at the very beginning, and, and we're starting to see it everywhere, like you said. That was a big thing when the New York Times did the article. I think that was kind of a turning point. Would you say so? Yeah, absolutely. The um, you know up until then, in all truth, with my business, and we'll get into a little bit of that later. You know, I had um, in twenty actually just about a month before that, um, Sally Fallon and Kayla Daniel had put out a book called Nourishing Broth, a uh, modern uh, remedy for you know an, an ancient remedy for modern times or something like this. And the Nourishing Broth book um, was even you know. I don't know if it went to New York Times bestseller for a while, but when it came out, they were just, you know, like, oh, we're finally going to put this book together. What they did is they compiled about two years' worth of uh, testimonies and then put together all the recipes and formulas and uh, had people, lots of contributors. And then, of course, Kayla Daniel being the, the, the naughty nutritionist and the doctor sort of behind, the PhD sort of behind the bone broth um, 
benefits of bone broth and sort of the backbone of it in terms of the thing. And then um, like I was in about a, with a month from there, middle, I think it was mid-October, maybe even early November, and that's 2014, when, um, you know, this New York Times article came out about a restaurant called Brodo and Marco Canora in New York City, and he was doing this incredible thing. He was taking a cup of bone broth, and he was serving it out of a window in a hot coffee cup, and oh my god, this was just, you know, the New York Times basically, believe it or not, came out, New Yorkers will be drinking bone broth this winter instead of coffee. Everyone's heading down to this little window in the East Village, and there's a line out the door. You know, it's like, wait a second, there's 12 million New Yorkers, <laughs> you know? And there was a picture of Marco Cunora on, uh, I, had, I, I think I have the video, video clip still saved, you know, today, or one of these shows got a hold of him. And there he is stirring like 200 quart pots up in his kitchen. Um, I don't even know if he was using organic bones. And he was in, it was in an aluminum, aluminum, big old aluminum 200 quart stock pot. I was like, oh my God, he's serving bone broth in an aluminum pot. But at that point, the bonebroth.com had already been in action. The brothery was already serving uh, customers all around the country uh, through the likes of Sean Croxton and others. Uh, you know, serving uh, the brothery.com was our e-commerce site at the moment. Of course, we have bonebroth.com now, which we've had since 2008. And then we were, you know, again, my only thought was I was glad I wasn't the guy because I was shipping already all around the country. And if I had been on the New York Times uh, cover of the food section, there's no way I could have handled it. I had two kettles at the time brewing five or six nights a week. So, yeah, from then, as they say, the rest is history. I would say that Kayla Daniels and Sally Fallon, their book was a pretty big thing. The book, for those of you that are wondering, it's called Nourishing Broth, an Old-Fashioned Remedy for the Modern World. And it's available on Amazon. And a thing about this book is they had written several books before, but those books were published by their own company, New Trends. So this was published by a larger company, as Sally Fallon referred to it, The Big Boys. So this had a lot wider reach than, say, a previous book like Nourishing Traditions did. Although I would say that actually Nourishing Traditions and the Weston A. Price Foundation, Sally Fallon, that was what introduced me to Bone Broth. So how did you first get introduced to Bone Broth? Yeah, exactly. Um, great question, Aaron. The you know, in 2006, I had been cooking for about 18 years. My career, my life was changing. I was in transformation. I met Paul Check, my mentor of the Check Institute and of HH, you know, holistic health practitioner. He's an internationally known um, person here in San Diego and just an amazing guy. I got introduced to the Czech Institute to do some catering for them. I was morphing into my own business called The Flavor Chef and uh, catering and bone broth and different things. And um, so at that point in time, I hadn't really heard of the Weston A. Price Foundation. And he basically handed me a book, Nourishing Traditions, and said, Chef Lance, if you're going to um, cook for our institute and cook for our people, you're going to cook out of this book. And uh, he added a couple other twists to that uh, rotation diet and things. But um, so I started tearing through that book and, and reading all this amazing stuff I'd been, never been exposed to. And of course, I was like, oh my God, they're taking this stuff we call stock, uh, calling it bone broth. And there was definitely, definitely some differences. We can talk about that later. But um, basically saying, wow, this nutrient-dense food um, is something we make every day or in the kitchens, uh, you know, around a good French kitchen or classically trained like myself, we were always making broths and stocks to uh, make our food pay, taste better, um, not knowing the nutrient density of that food and um, its miracle healing properties. So 
basically that's when it started. And like I said, January 2007, I started my own business. I was I left the teaching position I was in it in San Diego, and I had already been certified executive chef. And I was you know again just finding my way as as an entrepreneur. And around November of 2007, November 11th to be exact, 11 11 2007, I was uh, given a you know again I've called it several different things. Let's say inspiration, intuition, uh, direct download, however you want to uh, call it. I was uh, inspired to actually bring bone broth to the market um, in 2007. So I called my buddy on the phone and said, "Hey, I, I just got this." Uh, intuition that I need to bring bone broth to the market. I'm going to be in charge of this thing and this is my legacy to leave and do. And um, everyone kind of looked at me like funny. So I had the Czech Institute there. I started brewing pots of bone broth, drinking it and consuming it and then working on the formulas and tearing up what I could from Jade Foundation, from uh, Townsend Newsletter, from all the stuff that Sally Fallon had already written about bone broth, including the stuff from Nourishing Traditions, but also the Broth is Beautiful article that was written a while back and then um, basically just, you know, started to investigate the cultural background of bone broth and, uh, you know, the Koreans and the Asians and the, and the uh, Caribbeans and, you know, the Chinese medicine side of it, you know, just bone broth, European, you know, different cultures that have just basically simmered bones for nutrition and health and longevity. And... Um, so yeah, that's how it all started, and uh, so that year, 2008, I took out a. Uh, I was in a. I was in a uh, business networking group, um, and I met a business coach who looked at me and said, "Lance, if you really believe this, you believe in this product, you should just trademark it." So I took out the smiley face, our, our signature smiley face, which is a trademark. The broth is good for you, promotes a healthier you statement. Um, as well as the Flavor Chef, and of course, Love is the Ultimate Spice. So we took out three trademarks that year. I uh, got the URL, bonebroth.com, no problem. And I, I probably own about 100 or more domains around Bone Broth right now. But uh, that year with bonebroth.com, we set that up as a website. We started putting up information on there. We were just basically gathering articles on it, and we didn't have products yet. So around 2011, Aaron, we working with Kim Schutte, from the Biodynamic Wellness in Solana Beach, a Weston A. Price chapter leader and a featured speaker at the conferences every year. Kim is an amazing woman. And so she came to me in 2011 and said, Chef Lance, you know, everyone loves bone broth, but no one wants to make bone broth. Can you put your bone broth in a package for us so we can freeze it and then sell it in a freezer down here in our office to our clients? And at that point, I uh, kicked it into high gear started researching it. I, I started, I created a label, a barcode. I sent our broths in to be lab analyzed to get some nutrition facts on it. And then by early 2012, we went for the CDPH, which is the California Department of Public Health license, which gives us a license to produce food for sale in the public arena, you know, for retail stores. So at that point, we were uh, sort of fulfilling the commission I had gotten in 2007. And we had a small local business. In April of that year, we got our first kettle. By April, we had been certified by the state. We continued to sell bone broth. I grabbed a couple of accounts locally, Jimbo's, some local great natural grocers basically here in San Diego, uh, independents. And I would uh, go around with my 
current packaging and product at the time and stocked their shelves for them and, and started this business. So it was pretty, pretty incredible. Just to continue on the timeline, Aaron, in 2012, in October, I got with Krista Arecchio and the whole journey, uh, another local new, new clinical nutritionist here, an amazing gal in her own right. And she said, Lance, I'm doing a food as medicine segment for Fox News here. Would you come on with me and talk about bone broth? And that was in October of 2012, and we still have that on our YouTube channel. And then that same month, Krista introduced me to Sean Croxton in the Underground Wellness. And uh, we did an original podcast that we did that around October 30th that month. And we just had a call, like probably anywhere from 50 to 100 calls, emails. After that show, we want your product, and we're in St. Louis. We want your product, and we're in New York. We're in Florida. We're all over the board. Can you get this on the internet and ship it to us? And so we put our heads down and figured it out. Uh, we learned a lot as we went. But by January, we, we launched an e-commerce website called thebrothery.com, and we had also tra- trademarked the brothery as well. And the brothery has an interesting background. The brothery was, again, directly inspired by Sally Fallon and, and Brothers' beautiful article. And in that article, Sally Fallon had stated that it was a vision of either Western A. Price or the, or the Western A. Price Foundation in general that a brothel, a brothel, a place where they make broth, we called it the brothery. <laughs> we called it the brothery because we knew brothel.com probably wasn't available. And also we just didn't want to have brothels everywhere. And we already had the, the word, the dual meanings in English of words. And so we called it the brothery. And in January of 2013, we fulfilled that vision because literally there was a brothery in every town through the internet. It's unbelievable. We morphed from the brothery back into bonebroth.com as our e-commerce and main website in May of 2015, so a little over a year ago. And my God, Aaron, we're shipping uh, close to 1,000 or more units a week right now. That doesn't include our retail side, just on the internet. And uh, so it's it's a big thing. And we went certified organic from the very beginning. We didn't get our certification until a little over a year and a half ago. We got our chicken broth certified. And now we are moments away from being our beef broth is going to be certified organic. And our coconut ginger soup, our third skew we just introduced in May, June of this year, is also certified organic. So basically everything we do is certified organic, although it may not have the symbol on it yet. It is, everything's organic. So pretty cool stuff. Everything's verified non-GMO as well. And it's a great thing that we're doing. I really like that you touch upon the points of being certified organic and also the beef broth is grass-fed. How important is it that bones come from pasture-raised animals? Well, I want to just make a quick distinction. You, you mentioned pasture-raised Pasture-raised has a quality that almost would price out any kind of bone broth. Pasture-raised on the beef is not a problem. All our cattle are grass-fed, grass-finished, as you mentioned, and they are fully on pasture and grass only for 28 to 32 months. Um, They live the life a cow should live. They eat what a cow should eat, and they are obviously no – they don't get any medications of any kind. And they are also certified organic, meaning if there's no – the certified organic with the beef, grass-fed, grass-finished, the hardest part is the, gra- the pasture land has to be certifiable and because they're not getting any feed at all. They're not getting grains to supplement their diet. They're not – there's a bunch of people out there that are um, raising cattle that are grass-fed. Maybe they're even organic, but then they have some sort of time frame that they're on grains for the end of their life. 
before slaughter. It fattens them up really fast, and it's a whole crazy thing. But the truth is, is with our products, they're certified organic. The beef is now certified organic. On the chicken, we use a free-range, Mary's free-range, certified organic, and again, verified non-GMO, certified humane, and coming from family farms, about 50 to 60 family farms around the Fresno area where Mary's Chicken is. And I don't know, actually you and I just met recently at the Primal Pastures in Temecula. And Farmer Paul over there, Paul Grieve in Primal Pastures, they're doing truly pasture-raised animals, uh, pasture-raised chickens especially. But a pasture-raised chicken needs about 10 square feet per chicken. And so I would just venture to say that even if you go to primalpastures.com or Pastured Bird is other company, which is both all pastured chicken, the interesting thing is, you know, they and those chickens, believe it or not, are supplementally fed with grains as well as soybeans and minerals and vitamins and things because even a grass-fed diet for pasture-raised chicken is just a very expensive thing to do between the land that you would need and the water and the feed itself, everything else. So it's a very difficult thing. I've never claimed to use pasture-raised chickens in our chicken broth. Like I said, I just wouldn't be able to sleep at night because uh, I, would, I'd be, I would be lying. But our, our chickens are the best you can get. Uh, Mary's Chicken is the brand that is the chicken that's being carried by the top natural grocers. And, uh, of course, all Whole Foods only carry Mary's Chicken on the West Coast and on uh, the Western region. And they have a great, great company. I've visited their plants and their plant in Fresno, and they do the right thing. They're an amazing, amazing company. They are great, and I agree. I'm familiar with the Primal Pastures. They were on my show a while ago and explained there is some grain supplement and that chickens can thrive on them, and then you need to do that for some. Like you said, it's hard to have a completely pasture-raised operation. But I think the importance there is that these are organic, non-GMO, so... In the case of very chicken, important. I think it's very important that you make it from bones that are organic or you won't get as good of broth. And with beef, I think it's a little different. Those, they need to be fully pasture-raised, and you're not going to make as good beef broth if you don't use it from grass-fed. Yeah, and the main concern, truthfully, Aaron, should be on the end user is um, because now, again, like you said, there's been an explosion on the market. There's several companies out there, and you know anyone claiming anything less than organic, it's just a matter of like, Imagine taking, you know, again, and not everyone, not everyone can be part of this world, you know. People are making decisions. We have a consciousness shift that we believe is happening towards animal husbandry as well as feeding people and, and people treating their bodies like the temple it is and putting good stuff in there. But again, for me, it was a matter of using organic because it just means it's, it's a clean. You know, there's no toxicities, no pesticides, there's no GMOs. Right down the line, the sustainability is just there in terms of how each source is being sourced. The natural realm, again, and, and the beef, I mean, the cattle are just happy cows is the best way we could put it. You know, they live the life of a cow, and that's a good thing. I like the way you put that. In addition to using happy cows, as we put it, happy chickens, I think there are some other keys to making good bone broth. And I would say one is using a diverse variety of bones. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. You know, our chicken bone broth contains the entire carcass of the chicken. There's wings, there's feet, there's backs, and there's carcass. And we use all of the bones in our formula. 
and uh, we always yield amazing gelatin. That is what bone broth is all about, is the gelatin content. I mean, there's amino acid content, there's mineral content, there's just the feel-good content of drinking a beautiful cup of soup and feeling really good after you do it. And we can get a little bit into the health benefits. And on the cows as well, again, you know, if you're not sourcing that kind of thing, you know, you got to think you, you are what you eat. You know, you are what that animal ate. And uh, the verified non-GMO is also important as well. We're going to go for it down here because we are verified, meaning, again, to your audience, we verified that everything that we have is non-GMO. We got our paleo certification from the Paleo Foundation, and one of the things they demanded from us was, I mean, again, you just can't, everyone just couldn't get paleo certified. If there's a chicken broth out there that's not using organic bones, they're not going to get paleo certified because potentially if they're not using organic it could be it could contain gmos and uh of course those are new things and they're not paleolithic in a sense but the way it goes ends up being is you know up at mary's chicken they are verified non-gmo and they they told me directly right there in the plant david rubenstein told me like look you know we've rejected probably 30 percent of the grain and feed that's come into our situation this year because it was tested to be positive for gmos came in organic tested positive for GMOs. So that's what the Verified program does. And of course, like I said, there is no absolutely no grain at all in the feed for our bones. And our beef bones, again, we get what they call a soup bone mix, which contains everything from femurs, ribs, backstrap, shoulder, blades, pretty much being every cattle rancher has to particularly use every single part of the animal they produce or they won't make any money. They can't survive. So we get the bones and they're fairly expensive even because of the time, energy, money, and even just water in California to raise these cows. So we are getting cattle from Homegrown Meats is our company. And they are another GAP5 Global Animal Welfare Program Level 5 Beef for Whole Foods, if you're if you if someone understands what that is, it's basically again it's the Global Animal Welfare Program, which is also something that Mary's participates in as well. Is just an assurance to the end user that the animals we're using are being sustainably raised in a humane fashion. You mentioned a lot of great programs, and familiar with all of them, definitely the Global Animal Welfare Program, and I know also the non-GMO verification project is a thing that we're seeing now. Many companies, even some of the major companies are enrolling in it, and the Paleo Foundation. I've known Karen Pendergrass for a little while now, and that's another great organization that certifies specifically that something is paleo. You talked a little about getting into the health benefits, which a lot of our listeners are Weston Price and Paleo, so I think probably a lot of them are familiar, but we do always have some new listeners that want to learn more about why real food is important. So let's briefly discuss some of the benefits of bone broth. Absolutely. Right from the beginning, the main focus is, you know, you are what you eat. And at the Flavor Chef and BoneBroth.com, we say we are what you eat, but more importantly, you are what you absorb, what you can take into your body. Every body is designed the same. We all take nutrients in through our mouth, down through our esophagus, you know, the beginning of our digestive tract, our GI tract, our gastrointestinal tract. And what basically comes to truth is a lot of the people even many people we will be speaking to today have gastrointestinal disorders of some type, leaky gut, 
they have some sort of autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's, SIBO, Candida, whatever they're going through. And 80% of the immune system is located in the digestive tract and digestive lining. So the bone broth is providing gelatin, gelatin and collagen. And gelatin and collagen are basically the same thing. Collagen is the cooked form of gelatin. And when you get that broth and it gels, that gelatin, again, the big thing I want to think about bone broth and gelatin is it's bioavailable. It's a molecule that your body recognizes. And my good friend Paul Check, I mentioned earlier, when we did an interview together and he sat there and drank the coconut ginger soup and you know he looked at me and he's, he's, this is a guy who really knows his body well. He said, Lance, this is hitting me. My molecules are saying thank you. You know, and and that's the thing about real food, Aaron, and and like say adding chicken broth to your regimen is you're getting a real food that your body recognizes. The gelatin goes right to work, healing the gut lining, repairing and restoring. If you think about Dr. Kayla Daniel would say, you know, you're made of this stuff, this glue, and that glue is collagen or gelatin or ligaments or cartilage. And those are the things that we're basically simmering down and putting into your body in a bioavailable manner, um, pre-digested, so to speak, uh, the simmering 18 hours of our bone broth or 24 with our beef broth. So they become immediately absorbable. Your body recognizes them and they go right to work healing the gut lining. So when I said broth is good for you, it promotes a healthier you. What I was saying was, look, we're not creating a silver bullet. I'm not telling you take this bullet and you'll be fine. What it is, it's part of a protocol. So in nourishing broth in particular, which you've also mentioned, the testimonies are weaved throughout the book of the healing of bone broth. But when you read most of the testimonies, they'll say two or three other things that they changed in their life as well to go along with that healing process. Well, I I cut out all non-organic food and then I added more vegetables to my diet. I started drinking more water. I took a probiotic. I added bone broth and voila. We've also had, you know, direct testimonies from people who have called us up or written on our website or on our Facebook page. You know, Lance, want to just thank you for this product. My ulcerative colitis is gone. I started drinking your bone broth and it's now healed. Again, I don't know those people. They just call in and tell us this is what their experience was. My eczema completely cleared up. My psoriasis, those two skin issues. And those skin issues, as we know, or maybe we don't know, are just basically an outward sign of an inward condition. So they heal the inside and their outside starts healing. Skin, hair, nails, the beauty part of the bone broth. I mean, Dr. Kellyanne Petrucci has a book out called The Bone Broth Diet. You know, you can lose 14 pounds or something in 21 days and and wrinkles. So uh, I feel pretty good because I've been drinking bone broth for all these years, but I don't claim the wrinkle thing, but I think it's true. It's just collagen. You know, you see a lot of skin creams and they're made with collagen. And the idea is that the collagen is going to make your skin Mm. more supple, more stretchable, more cohesive. And by doing that, it will smooth out the skin. And that's what we found with a lot of people drinking bone broth on a regular basis. So that's the main thing. And then we have the amino acid profile and the detoxification part of it. A lot of people go through cleanses. They do a juice cleanse. They do a water cleanse. Now there's soup cleanses. There's a bone broth diet and and other soup cleanses out there, which is basically a bone broth cleanse. And again, the idea being they're going to flush toxins and they're going to introduce good stuff in a simple, simplified way. When they do the bone broth, they're getting 
all of these amino acids, alanine, arginine, glycine, proline, the different amino and, – and the thing about bone broths are complex. So there's no isolation with one particular thing like you need one particular amino acid. And those amino acids are helping you to detoxify your body and move toxins out of your system. That's another thing. And then there's a mineral component to bone broth. Again, that we talked about this the other day as a staff, the sort of the calcium myth kind of came out that the calcium, like there was all this calcium in bone broth and it might even be stated in a lot of books. But that's because they, they, they assumed that bones being simmered would yield calcium. Calcium is very difficult to extract from bones, but there is a trace amount of calcium. But the macro minerals, phosphorus, magnesium, potassium, trace minerals. Again, I, I'm not thinking of them offhand, but there's a bunch of the whole list of trace minerals. And we have actually the mineral analysis on our website. And those are the things, again, you're getting a mineral complex. And my friend Krista Recchio would say to me, Lance, you've created a, basically a mineral elixir. And she was using me in a lot of times to help people in their gut thrive program to heal their guts, but also with a pregnancy lactation thing because the baby is stealing minerals from the mom as the baby grows, either through the growing stages of the three, six, nine-month pregnancy and then into the post-pregnancy time frame, you know, and then again, the breastfeeding time frame when the parents are breastfeeding, the mom is breastfeeding, and the baby is taking minerals. So the mom basically needs to drink bone broth, at least to help with the mineral supplementation. Those are the big three right there. And then, uh, as I like to say, my number 10 was always synergy. And as we know, synergy just means pulling everything together, everything working together, just like we've been talking about. So originally, I was like, wow, if we could heal the gut, then people taking supplements will absorb more of their supplements. So say you go in and you have a big supplement program, and hopefully they're natural, organic, or at least bioavailable to your body, and then you drink bone broth, and you were absorbing 30, 40, 50% of your vitamins and minerals and things. Now you're absorbing 80 to 90%. So that's an amazing synergy. And again, promotes a healthier you is just like an idea that your life is changing. You know, you're starting that bone broth, starting to drink the right amount of water. You know, you're getting some physical exercise. You have a decent balance in your life with your spiritual life. And maybe you have a happy relationship or, a, you know, you get some sort of happiness, as, as Paul Check says. The four doctors, Aaron, Dr. Diet, Dr. Quiet, Dr. Happy, Dr. Happy and Dr. Movement. We should get him on your show. He's awesome. Oh, I'd love to have him on my show. That would be excellent. Yeah, I have to just get, I'll get you the information. But he's an amazing guy. And yeah, you got to balance everything, you know. So those are the main benefits. And then we just find people feeling good. They're taking charge of their lives. They're, eating, they're drinking bone broth. They're, you know, like I said, they're eating more salads. You know, they're, they're eating more or less. They're eating less, much less processed foods and focusing in on what their body likes and doesn't like. And there are many ways they can get bone broth. As the New York Times mentioned, it's kind of becoming the new coffee, and you can have this sure. of bone broth in the morning. Of course, also, I'm sure a lot of people are aware that it's typically what soups are based out of in traditional sense. A lot of times now we've moved away from putting the whole oils in the soups, but there is, I think, a trend to go back to baking soups from bone broth. But there's some other foods that you can make with bone broth that I think a lot of people aren't aware of. What are some ones that you'd recommend? Oh, absolutely. I mean, first of all, you know, just for, for our particular bone broth, you mentioned a couple of things. One, where you can get bone broth, and I'll mention it now because it's our show, the, you know, bonebroth.com. We ship all over the country. Uh, you're up in uh, Pasadena area, LA area. We now have about 
seven or eight retailers in Los Angeles, and we have six Sun Life organic locations, coffee shops, that are serving up our beef broth to folks in their organic coffee shops. And down here in San Diego, all over San Diego on the retail market, but uh, yeah, and then people buy the bone broth. What do I do now? And you know, one of the basic simple things you can do is just heat it up as a cup of tea. Drink it in the morning, drink it in the evening. Like you said, replace your cup of coffee. But what about you know reheating or making a soup? You know, and saying, oh, I'm going to make a nutrient-dense soup. The other day, my wife is becoming a great chef and cook. We plopped a couple of short ribs into the slow cooker, a bunch of onions, carrots, celery, potatoes, threw in a cup of bone broth. And boy, we had an amazing dinner. And then you're getting that nutrient density of the broth while your food is cooking. Braising things like braising a single vegetable or potentially a chicken or anything you're doing. And substituting broth for that liquid. Making grains, you know, steaming quinoa or rice if you eat grains. A lot of people in the Weston A. Price Foundation, they don't shy away from eating grains. They just want grains to be soaked and then cooked in bone broth to make the grains bioavailable and to break down that phytic acid and get people to absorb the nutrients that are in the grains. So, you know, that's another thing you can do. I find myself a lot of times in the morning, if I want to get some bone broth in, I'll fry a couple eggs, I'll wilt some spinach and make myself a cup of basically egg drop soup, you know, and I got a high protein paleo breakfast that's amazing. And I don't get hungry for like three hours, four hours, you know, and everyone's a different size, but I like a good 10 ounce cup of bone broth with the two pasture raised eggs. And like I said, I usually throw some spinach in, or maybe I got some leftover broccoli or vegetables in the fridge. I'll just wilt them in there and boom, quick bowl of soup, amazingly nutrient dense. One of my favorite uses I would say is making sauces for it. I've made a barbecue sauce based out of bone broth. I've also done a curry verse sauce based out of bone broth to mix with the bratwurst dip them in that and yeah also used it for paprikash mix a little paprika a little sour cream and then a little bone broth with some chicken thighs so i would nice. say that's probably my favorite use of it yeah sauces for sure i mean anytime you have a classical use of a stock or a bone broth then you're making the bone broth sauce like you said you know we have our coconut ginger mint and lemon soup it reminds everyone of tom Ka. but yeah we've you know, we don't like, like to reduce our soups because they're very expensive, but you can take the bone broth, coconut, ginger, mint, and lemon soup, add a kefir lime leaf, throw in a little chili, and, you know, drop in a little curry powder, and all of a sudden you've got an amazing, amazing coconut curry sauce, and thicken it with a little arrowroot, and you can do it in vegetables, you could do it in chicken, fish. We had a lot of people come back and say, hey, I've been using your coconut ginger soup to steam up some mussels, you know, and all of a sudden you got this beautiful mussels or clams or something, if you're into that kind of stuff like I am, and then you're eating delicious food with, made with bone broth. And in addition to broths, you also sell rendered fats, which I think will appeal to a lot of listeners and people I yep. know in the Weston Price Foundation. So what can these products be used for? Yeah, again, we have the um, what we call beef marrow and knuckle fat. Basically, we have the uh, marrow coming out of the femur bones and whatnot, the fat around the knuckles. We basically we roast the bones for our beef broth. We render it, and then we clarify it, put it in a 10-ounce container, and we sell it as a byproduct of the production. And that is a grass-fed, grass-finished, amazing product. So those, again, we, we substitute for sautéing. It's a higher heat oil. It's not a vegetable-based oil. So it doesn't tend to go rancid when you heat it at high temperatures. Uh, adds incredible flavor. Our chicken fat as well, 
the chicken fat comes from our two-hour meat stock, from our two-hour broth. Basically, what we do is we skim the fat at about two hours from the kettle. It has flavor, a lot of flavor from what's in the kettle already. And again, it's an amazing sautéing thing. We found people with the chicken fat just using it for cooking vegetables, baking rice, cooking a, you know the base for a soup, frying eggs, uh, cooking fish. And again, it, uh, it doesn't, you know, a lot of people cook with vegetable oils and shouldn't be because they, they go rancid when they get hot. It should be like mainly, I mean, I mainly just use coconut oil now and extra virgin olive oil, but uh, those are the only two I'll use. And the extra virgin, I never heat it. I never cook at all anymore. I only use it for finishing. And the coconut oil does, can stand some heat, but the chicken fat and the beef fat allows you to basically do it without worried about that. And again, it adds that nutrient profile that's in there. I think we have those on our website. And uh, they're pretty reasonably priced as well. Where do you see the brothery headed in the future? Oh, the future of the brothery. I love it. Little history in middle of 2015, we took our, we had a small, uh, we took on some partners basically, and we expanded to three kettles in November. We expanded to four kettles in January. Um, and kettles basically is capacity. We've hit capacity this year a couple times, meaning we everything we produce, we sold. So the expansion is uh, three threefold. The first expansion is we have a new facility with, which is going to allow us to expand our line, potentially do some co-packing. Like I said, we're co-packing from primal pastures right now using some of their truly pastured bones. And they, this small bone broth uh, capacity for them. And then, yeah, so we're, so we're expanding. We hope to get up to five to eight kettles in here eventually. We just went with um, – we're taking on bigger retailers. Um, so we're going to have – more retail accounts. We just picked up about six or seven accounts around the around Santa Cruz area, and uh, looking to again expand more in L.A. Riverside area. We have some interest from Bristol Farms. We have some interest from uh, Lazy Acres, which is just three stores. It looks like we might be approaching Gelson's as well as Lassen's. Wow! So yeah, once we hit those kind of components, we're basically looking for another jump. At that point, but also the internet is our big domain. We are working hard on bonebroth.com. As I mentioned in the pre broadcast, I'll mention it now. By um, we will have the $12.99 a unit a flat rate model plus free shipping available to your people. And I know we're talking to a future audience here, but uh, anyway, they'll, they'll get it, um, they'll see it. Um, and, and so, yeah, so we're building our affiliate program. We have over 90 affiliates, almost approaching 100 affiliates that believe in our product and sell our product and partner with us. And uh, so the, bone, the bonebroth.com is, is a, a direct-to-consumer line of our business, and that's growing steadily as well. So, yeah, we're just trying to keep up with the Joneses almost. Popularity is far out seeded what we anticipated but it's but we love it i love it too i never thought that bone broth would catch on this fast as it is and it's a really great thing it's inspiring to see something that in the world of the appropriate omnivore and paleo and western price is getting to the masses when it gets covered by something like the new york times and best-selling book gets made about it so we're just about out of time but once again let the listeners know where they can find your website and go on and buy your products and learn yeah. more about bone broth yeah, we have the main website we have is bonebroth.com, and that's where you can get everything. Um, 
you're looking for in terms of our broth products shipped to you directly wherever you're listening. Um, we even have a Hawaii and Alaska option as well. Um, of course, if you're locally here in Southern California, our website will have locations you can go in and pick the product up at. Um, certain locations like Sun Life Organics only have our beef broth, but we're hoping to get more in there. We have a couple other tricks up our sleeve coming down the pike for some new, some really fun retailers uh, and, and users that want to use our product in their stores, um, in their couple restaurants, and people looking to do the right thing with their food. So I just want to say one last thing too. You know, with our company, we are basically the introducer of bone broth to the market. Um, we were there before anybody in 2012. There was nobody on the news talking about bone broth. And uh, yours truly here was basically just doing what I was commissioned to do and we're working with it. And it was an interesting time. And like I said, our trademarks go back to 2008. Your audience can have a lot of confidence in who we are uh, with our certifications and, and the people that partner with us especially and so bonebroth.com is the place and uh, appropriate omnivore um, you guys are going to be an affiliate so if there's a chance to promote there we'd like to do a coupon code for everyone as well we're just going to call it AO appropriate Excellent. omnivore AO10 so that you'll be able to pump out a code to your audience when you pump out this broadcast and uh, we'll get that active and alive for you, so that'll be ready. I'll give everyone 10% off their whole order. You know, we always encourage everyone to get more than less because more is going to be a better value, always on our website. You know, we always – one last thing or two, I always want to close with this. You know, we have three three trademarks, four trademarks, and uh, one of our trademarks is love is the ultimate spice. And that's just a general way of doing business, a way of being who we are, who I am. Uh, we know that love covers – so many things and love is the power that powers the universe and so we put a lot of love in our food a lot of love in our sourcing a lot of love in our our affiliates and uh that's what we're about man love is the ultimate spice sounds great I, you know it's been a pleasure to have you on and i think sure. everyone should be savoring bone broth after listening to this show and want to eat up a cup <laughs> absolutely everyone should be man it's a, it's an amazing thing hey aaron thanks for having me signing off as the flavor chef uh chef lance here appreciate all the time we had today thank you and that's a wrap for the All About the Beef series on The Appropriate Omnivore. If you like this series, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Stay tuned for future series. In the meantime, check out my blog at appropriateomnivore.com to learn more about products I recommend and events which I cover. <laughs>